0: hello and welcome to black marriage therapy bmt for short here we become students of marriage in order to create healthy long-lasting relationships i'm your host kristen smith and in today's episode we discuss the importance of quality time in marriage On a weekly basis, I do daycare drop-off, workout, write and research podcast episodes, record episodes and other content, read and study for classes, complete assignments, projects and other papers, serve at my church, cook dinner every other night, tidy the house every day, take my children to doctor's appointments, spend time with my children and spouse, spend time with other family and friends, do self-care, pay the bills, etc., Etc., etc. Now, why did I bore you and inundate you with all that information of my schedule? I want you to get a mental picture of the tedium of real life. Even when intentionally trying not to be busy, we still end up with things on our plate that must be done in order for our lives to keep moving forward. Here's the real picture a part of marriage is repetition. It's things that happen over and over again, and it's not a bad thing. This monotony can bring a sense of security, a safe place in which you call home. However, on the other end of the tedium is where romance can die. This is often how marriages end up in the roommate feeling of living with a spouse. If you cannot sustain your marriage through the monotony, you won't make it. Here's the truth. This part of life is unavoidable, but there is a way to maintain your marriage while you are in this season. In this episode, we dive into the importance of quality time, common hindrances, and their consequences, and advice and tips to help marriages sustain through busy seasons. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So what is quality time? Also, what is the importance of quality time? so i'm going to start with reading a definition i don't know if y'all be tired of these definitions but i don't know how to learn without context i don't know how to learn without a definition like a appropriate like foundation to start on right but anyways i'm going to start with this definition but i'm going to start first with a non definition so this definition comes from the urban dictionary listen if y'all ever want a good hearty laugh go to urban dictionary <laughs> And just search, I don't know, something random. The definitions on there just make me chuckle. They just make me so happy. So anyways, on the Urban Dictionary, quality time is a term mainly used by women in order to get her partner to spend more time with her. Usually makes men sigh at the mere mention of the word. Quality time, however, usually leads to good things like sex, cuddling, and getting your laundry done by your girlfriend while you pretend to clean. It would therefore be in your best interest to spend quality time with your partner. Guys, it gets better. (laughs) They put an example for us as well. It says, girlfriend, honey, I don't feel like we spend enough quality time together. Boyfriend, really? I see you every damn day. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This joke is too funny. So this definition is not quality time. Quality time is not for only men or only women. It's not something you should do only to get sex. It can lead to sex. It can lead to other things, whatever, but it's not something that you just do uh, to get sex or it's something to be manipulated because in this definition, this guy is manipulating this. Okay. So like I said, quality time is not gender specific. It's not even love language specific. So although one spouse may need more of it than another, it is a foundational principle to help love last. According to Gary Chapman, who came up with the whole five love languages thing, he has a book, he has a quiz, all the stuff. The website is gonna be in the show notes. According to Gary Chapman, the author of the five love languages, quality time is love and affection expressed through undivided attention. So that is the definition that we're going to be moving forward with. Quality time is love and affection expressed through undivided attention. So now that we have this definition, let's move on to why is quality time so important? In my own personal marriage, I have found that quality time is, kind of snaps me out of my own selfishness and refocuses me on what's important which is our relationship. When we haven't spent too many too much quality time together, I realize that I am kind of doing my own thing, focusing on my own stuff and oh, I have work, I have school, I have podcasts, I have this, I have the kids, I have all these million things on my plate and quality time is that thing that just forces you in a way to sit down and like look at your spouse and realize like this is the person you love and this is the person that you made a commitment to and a vow to and that you should continue to strengthen your love that's what quality time does for me and I think that's part of the reason why it's so important we have to remember that in our relationships we have to make it a priority even in our busy schedules so um Here's a mini story. I don't think this is a story. This feels like more of an example. So maybe not a story, (laughs) but I am an introvert. And so that means that I do not mind being by myself. Like it's how I re-energize It's what gives me like, just like makes me feel good. And it's just like, it resets me on an individual level. My husband, on the other hand, is extroverted. So he does like to be around people. He gets his energy from people and all those things. And I remember there was a time in our marriage where, you know, we weren't spending consistent quality time. So, you know, we'll go here or there and we would, well, I would say specifically for me, I felt like because we were always together and we were always doing things together, like it counted as quality time. I'm like, you know, we went to that wedding together and we went you know, shopping, grocery shopping together, and we went da 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 -da, but it's just like, it's not the same. If we go back to the definition, quality time is love and affection expressed through undivided attention. Can grocery shopping be quality time? Yes. But if it's intentionally a way for you and your spouse to go and connect and all those things. So, but for me, that's not what I was doing. I was just in my head like, oh yeah, we spend time together. So Junior was the one who came up um, with the idea of saying, okay, like, hey, we need to spend more quality time. And for me, I'm like, oh, I don't really think so or whatever. But we we came to an agreement that, you know what, let's just, you know, start planning it, putting it on the calendar. And what I realized is that I thought... Oh, well, he's a quality time love language and, you know, he's extroverted. So he really needs it. I'm doing it for him. I'm doing it for him. Y'all, I didn't know I needed it too. When we actually sat down, because sometimes we we'll do quality time after the girls go to dinner, uh, not go to dinner, Lord, <laughs> where are they going? Sometimes we we'll do quality time after the girls go to bed and it will be just as simple as like playing a card game, playing a board game, you know, having dinner together. Um, sometimes we play video games together, you know, whatever that thing is. And I did not realize I needed it to, I did not realize that I needed to see my spouse outside of father provider, cleaning the house, all that stuff. I needed to see him just as him. And every time we did quality time, it really just reminded me of like, oh, I really like that quality about you or dang, I remember when we were younger and we were doing this and it just reinforces the love. That was the experience that I had with, you know, deciding to make quality time very consistent. I realized that if we don't spend quality time together, we would continue in our busy lives growing further and further apart. And ever since then, it's been a consistent thing. Like every month at the beginning of the month, we look at the calendar and we're like, hey, let's put quality time on the calendar. And that's different from date night or, you know, whatever like that, which is more romantic. Um, but when it comes to quality time, we're, we're very consistent and diligent about putting on the calendar. According to Gary Chapman, that's the guy who made the five love uh, love languages book and other researchers, some other reasons why quality time is important is it keeps passion alive. It helps relieve stress. It improves communication. It builds memories. It improves balance, life, life balance. It improves intimacy. It shows commitment. It builds trust and it rekindles the novelty of the relationship. Lastly, it helps your relationship to last longer. This is why I say in the beginning that it's just one of those foundational principles, whether it's your love language or not, you should make it a priority in your relationship because of all of these benefits that it offers. And at the end of the day, it's going to help you have a healthy, long-lasting relationship. So let's summarize all that. Even if quality time is not your love language, It is a foundational principle of any relationship. It may look different from relationship to relationship, but a relationship cannot thrive without it. I love this quote that talks about quality time. And it says, the important thing is not the activity itself, but the emotions that are created between both individuals. And that is a quote by Gary Chapman. So moving on, I want to talk about common hindrances and their consequences. Now, I already kind of touched on the busy schedule, how, you know, it's just a part of life, but we still have to prioritize it. But I want to specifically highlight social media. So because we live in a world dominated by technology, I would be remiss if I did not discuss how technology specifically social media and phone usage can affect your marriage slash quality time. So I did some research on this cause I was curious. I feel like people talk about how uh social media kind of like is the worst thing that happened to marriages and all this stuff like that. But when you look at the statistics it's not all that bad. Okay. And of course Go into my show notes, y'all. Y'all see where I get all my research from. Y'all can read it for yourself. You know, debate me. That I'm fine with that too. <laughs> but let me tell you what the research said. So it's not all bad statistics when it comes to uh, social media usage in relationships. So it shows that social media has been used to help people find love and maintain loves by means of communication. However, without the proper boundaries, it can cause negative effects on your relationships. So one specific uh, statistic is 51% of mobile phone users in long-term relationships have said that such devices, your phone, have distracted their partners when spending time together. 40% of adults in long-term relationships have said they were bothered by how much time their partner spends on their phone. There's also another statistic that says that a lot of people don't have a problem with uh, social media usage and things like that. And, And basically the whole article was talking about how, like I said, Social media has been used for good when it comes to love. It has helped people who probably maybe in their vicinity couldn't find love, but because of long distance relationships and Facebook and all these things that they can find love. So I say all that to say that the issues with phone usage and quality time and the reason why it affects it is because there are no boundaries on phone uses and social media. We are adults. We can use our phones. We can post. We can do all these things. But if you don't set up a boundary, meaning that, hey, if we're doing quality time, if we're doing family dinner, if we're doing date night or whatever that thing is, there should be no phones. There should be no posting unless it's agreed upon for the both of us Um, so that you're not distracted for the purpose of quality time, which is love and affection expressed through undivided attention. So it's important that we set up boundaries when it comes to quality time. Now here are a few different ways social media can affect your relationship. Number one, arguing publicly. I think everyone and even like with <laughs> you'll see with celebrities too like people throwing shade, um, you know, through their stories or or through a post or a tweet or whatever. Like Not only are you inviting the public sphere into your very raw emotional argument, but you are putting out a version of your spouse or yourself that is temporary. Like when we're arguing, we're pissed off, all those things, it's temporary. Most of the time, I hope most of us are genuine, kind people. But when we're pissed off, we may not be genuine or kind. We may be, you know, feisty, (laughs) <laughs> it's different for everyone, so it's not wise. It is not smart. You can, if you want to, you grown baby girl, do what you gotta do. But it's not smart to put your business out on blast. Like, can you see that? Recently, if you follow Kev on Stage, he posted a photo of a man who was tracking his wife's uh, rejections to his sexual advances oh my goodness. For me, I hope this is something like, oh, this is where we were in the past and now we are healed. For me, I'm like, this cannot go well. This cannot go, like, if she didn't know about it, the shame, I would clam up into a little ball. I would feel so much shame and so much like, oh my gosh, embarrassment. Like, I get it. It's rough out here in these streets. She rejected you 20 I think 22 times or whatever like that. That's a conversation that y'all need to have. Recording all this and posting it on social media on top of that. Because listen, I think recording it is wild too. <laughs> I'm going on a little rant, y'all. I think recording every single response is wild. But I also think that like posting it on social media makes it 10 times worse. That's my personal opinion. I'm going to get off my soapbox. Anyways, the point is that's just an example of like, there's issues in your relationships that, you know, is still fresh and all this stuff is raw and you put it on social media. That is not going to work. Another thing is, uh, diluted quality time. I think multitasking is possible. And sometimes even useful, but when it comes to quality time, that's not the time you should be multitasking. You don't need to know, you know, what's going on with Pookie and them on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, or whatever like that, while you're trying to connect um, lovingly and be affectionate to your spouse. That's not the time. Put it away. Number three, comparing social media is the compare factory. I have been a victim of it myself. <laughs> Okay. You are comparing relationships. You're comparing your body. You're comparing your finances. You're comparing this and all that stuff. What happens with comparison is that you can never be content where you are. So you see another relationship, they go into Bora Bora. They living it up. they taking their third vacation of the year. You look over to your spouse and you're like, so when are we going to Bora Bora? It's not healthy. Like it's not. It's okay to dream and want big things for your relationship and to do fun things, but if you are doing it based off of somebody else's experience, you' how is it going to bring you true joy, right? And it really messes with your contentment. Or you may see a couple that you think is couple goals, and you know they just look like man, they got it all together, and we fight every week. First of all, you don't know what them what. Them, what first of all, you don't know what happens when those cameras turn off. Okay. Second of all, your story of your relationship is so unique based off of your history and your experiences and what you guys have gone through together that you are diluting your rich history in your relationship by comparing it to somebody else. That, that couple could have a good relationship as well, but their experience is different. Their backgrounds are different. Their history is different. Like it's not healthy. Another thing, the fourth thing is influence. Social media can change your mind. So if you follow social media, I think that, especially if you're following like black podcasters and stuff like that, certain men or whatever, they're always talking about like submission and high value, low value, all that stuff, whatever like that. And believe it or not, even if you're just watching it for content and stuff like that, it can actually influence your your mind and your relationship. And now you are doubting yourself. Maybe you're feeling shame about something because of the influence that you got on social media, or maybe you're feeling like, oh, I need to do more. Or my husband needs to do more. Or, my wife needs to do more. Oh, you see, that's why she don't submit. You see, they saying that that's important. Yaddy, yaddy, yadi yaddy, They all that extra stuff. And you realize you haven't even dissected it for yourself. You don't even know for yourself what you believe. You're just believing what they're saying on social media. Take everything with a grain of salt, test it, research it, look at the facts, figure out your own life and how it affects yourself before you accept things. Even what I say, take it with a grain of salt. Look at all the research I put up on there. Make the decision for yourself what works for your relationship. If I say, oh yeah, it has to be two times a month quality time. That's my relationship. That's not your relationship do what works for your relationship. Another hindrance, especially with social media, is the double life. So you're on social media, you're portraying one thing and you're doing another thing. So on your social media, you're showing date nights, you're showing vacations, you're showing all this stuff. Meanwhile, y'all don't wanna sleep in the same bed. That messes with your psyche. Like, (laughs) I don't know, like, I don't know how to keep it up. (laughs) I wouldn't know how to keep up that level of like deception and delusion. But anyways, I'm not here to judge. Let me get off my soapbox, okay? But living a double life is not going to be healthy for your relationship. So on, on social media, you sitting here and you're recording all this and you're posting about this, oh, I love you, baby, you all this stuff. Y'all don't know how to communicate. Y'all haven't had a date night in a real date night, not like a, a photo op, a real date night in such and such time. Y'all don't even like each other. That's what I'm talking about. Another thing is jealousy. Which is similar to comparing, but it's really that, that heart change. It's that thing inside your heart that kind of makes you bitter. That kind of makes you bitter to other people, bitter to your spouse, bitter towards like, I wish I like, I want that. I want to take that from that person. And then the last thing is attention seeking. So now you, you clout chasing, now you're doing stuff to, you know, to, to get attention, to be seen, whether that's individually, where it's like, maybe you're getting attention from other men or other women, or as a couple, we're just like, see me, love me, validate me. This is just a long list of different ways that social media can affect your relationship. So like I said before, it's very important that we set boundaries when it comes to social media. Sit down, have a conversation with your spouse. If you realize that you and your spouse, maybe you guys are content creators. Maybe you guys are just enjoy social media and you know like to watch funny videos. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you see that it's affecting your relationship, if you see that it's actually a hindrance, then you need to sit down, have a conversation with your spouse and say, hey, what is okay and what is not okay? When can we be on our our phones when we're together and when can we not be on our phones when we're together? And keep your dang on word. Just keep your word. If you're together and y'all say y'all not gonna have your phone, oh, I gotta check an email. No, put your phone down. It can wait. It's only hours, only two hours. It can wait. So just to wrap this up, quality time is not just sharing memes with one another or sitting on the couch scrolling together. That's not quality time. Okay. I know it can feel like quality time, but in the context of your relationship That's not necessarily quality time. Social media is not a bad thing, but there are certain hindrances that can come when you don't set boundaries around social media. I felt like it was so necessary for me to um, add this segment to this episode because I feel like especially uh, millennials or the younger population, they struggle with that balance and that discipline of putting your phone down. And that comes with work and, and time management, all that stuff, but also with your relationship. And I want to help couples be mindful of how much time they are on their phones and the message it sends to their partners, especially if quality time is being neglected. Okay, last point. How do we make quality time a priority? Chris, I got a busy life. Chris, I got things to do. Chris, Chris, Chris. Listen, at the end of the day, it is a choice. And you have to choose to make quality time a priority. And that's what I want to talk about with you guys um, in this section. So first things first, you have to assess where you are. Ask yourself some hard questions. Um, So you can ask yourself, do I feel close or far away from my spouse? When is the last time we spent undivided attention together? The next thing you should uh, assess for yourself is your true capacity. So you can ask yourself, like, what is my capacity? And when it comes to quality time, like, what can I really take on? So I'm in school, I podcast, I have children, I do stuff at church. Um, My true capacity is twice a month. Before I even got to twice a month. Um, I was like, no, like zero times. Like, oh, it's it's not that important. We spend time together all the time anyways. But you know, that was unfair to my my husband. I actually had to, um, I had to make it a priority in my relationship. So I stretched myself. I overstretched myself, to be honest. I overwhelmed myself (laughs) because apparently I'm an extremist. (laughs) And I was like, oh yeah, I'll do four times a month. But um, realistically, I had to like, find my true capacity and be like, oh no, I can do twice a month um, to accommodate the needs of my relationship. So the next thing that you could do to um, make quality time a priority is discuss with your spouse their needs and desires as well as yours um, and this is why you have to ask yourself like these questions like do i feel far away or close to my spouse and things like that because you can't even have a conversation with your spouse unless you know your own needs your own desires and then when you go to them and say hey can you think about this as well what do you feel like we need in regards to quality time you can ask your spouse and yourself specific questions for example Example, y'all need to write this down now. Do you got your notebook or your notes app open? Write it down. What is quality time for you? What does it look like? Can you give me an example? Quality time should be agreed upon. Why? Because what looks like quality time to you may not be quality time to them. For me, I feel like if me and my husband go grocery shopping and have a really nice conversation, that could be quality time. For my husband, he's like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, (laughs) boo-boo. Quality time for me is doing something that like, I enjoy or something that we can both enjoy. So sometimes we do quality time. We're like playing cars. That's something we like to do. We like to play, um, different card games and stuff like that. Rummy gin, rummy type of games. And, um, or we'll play, um, video games and that's quality time for him. So we really had to get on the same page when it comes to that. So that you both are served the next tip, make it a priority. And for us, what worked to make it a priority was to schedule it, listen. Baby girl, I don't know if it's because we got two kids. That schedule is gold. All right, that Google calendar with all the colors and all the thing, that schedule right, right there is law. <laughs> so if it's on the schedule, it's happening because if it's not on the schedule, it's not happening. So for me and my husband to make quality time a priority, we had to pin it down and put it on our schedule. Now, spontaneity and novelty in a relationship, it is important. But if you are in a busy season, scheduling it does not make it less special Like for me, it, and and for my husband, when I talk to him, he's like, no, it makes me feel like you love me. It makes me feel like, Hey, this is so important that I'm going to make sure and schedule it so that it happens. And there's time for the spontaneity. There's time for the novelty where like, Oh, hubby, you know, he comes and surprises me with roses and like a candlelit dinner or stuff like that. Yeah, that happens too. And it's unplanned. But if you're trying to make something a priority, baby, put it on the calendar. The next tip, set boundaries and hold each other accountable, a.k.a. keep your word, period, put it on a shirt. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I would just make these shirts with all like my little phrases. Keep your word, guys. Keep your word. Um, some examples of boundaries when it comes to quality time is that when we are spending quality time, there's no phones. Like we talked about that with social media. Um, when we are spending time together, there's no talk of work or projects or children or et cetera, et cetera. You know, those are certain examples of boundaries that you can set around uh, quality time. Another thing is try your best not to cancel the plans. Like if you have to cancel Please, like, let it be a really good reason as to why you have to cancel. Listen, and I'm going to say this specifically because family and friends, sometimes they try it and, you know, they'll be asking you to do stuff. Or maybe, you know, there's an outing or something and you feel like, oh, I'll just cancel my plan. My boo we will make it up or whatever. And I'll go to this thing. Don't be afraid to make your relationship a priority. In other settings. When people see you set a boundary and prioritize your relationship, they have no choice but to follow suit. Okay? Tell them straight up be like, if, if it's your friend, if it's your family, like, oh, that's quality time night. That's not gonna work. But let's do brunch another day. You know what I'm saying? And what happens is the conversation around making plans with other people becomes like, hey, um, is this day okay with you? I know that you usually spend time with your husband on Fridays or I know you usually spend time with your husband uh, you know, every other weekend. Is this day okay with you? Those people are going to start to accommodate your boundary because you're like, hey, baby girl, love you, but uh, this is for me and, me and my boo. So an example of this is tell your job, like for instance with PTO, especially with working, um, it can be easy to be like, oh, I just got to do one more project. Oh, I just got to do this. Or my boss asked me to do this. Yeah, can't. Y'all better tell y'all job. Y'all job is not going to be there for you when you sick. Your your husband is. Your wife is going to be there. Y'all better tell that job, no, I cannot reschedule my PTO. For real, because I'll tell you, these jobs will try it. They really will. Tell your job. Tell your kids. Tell Show them that your relationship is important. Because when them kids move out and it's just you and him and y'all strangers because y'all never spent quality time together, then, then what? Tell your job, tell them kids, tell your friends, tell your family explicitly that you are not available because you have set this time apart for your spouse. They may not like it, They may not like it at first, but it sets a precedent for your relationship that it is important to you. On the other end, it builds trust in your partner because it shows them that you care to put them first above everything and everyone else. So the last tip is don't focus on the activity, focus on the intentionality. It does not have to be a five-star restaurant and vacation. Those are great too. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I like a good vacation. Readjust. If you can't do the five-star restaurants and the vacations, uh, be content to do the little things in the meantime. If quality time for you guys is praying together in the morning, a nighttime routine, a long walk around the neighborhood, or pillow talk, at night, it doesn't matter as long as it is intentional, undivided time for you and your partner. I like to wrap up this whole episode because I feel like I said a lot. Okay. So if you need to pause, rewind, highlight, whatever you need to do, you do that. But (laughs) to just wrap up this entire um, episode, I want to in with a quote from the John Gottman that I talk about all the time. He wrote a book called Eight Dates, and the quote says, The best way to cherish each other is to make your relationship a priority. Give it time, give it attention, and be intentional about the life you're creating with each other. Well, that is all that I have for you guys on this episode. Thank you all for tuning in to Black Marriage Therapy. If you haven't yet, Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Black Marriage Therapy. Thanks again for listening and see you again next week.